Lorraine is here. Hey. Welcome. Welcome well, back. Thank you. Elle is one of our besties and she is also artist through and through. You have a yeah. production company with Di- Dime Davis. Uh-huh. Peas in a pod. Yeah. And singer. Yeah. <laughs> the most beautiful singer, actress, writer, producer. You do so many things. I think artist covers so beautifully. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that resonates so much more because it encompasses all the things and I don't have to try to like define myself completely or yeah. feel like I'm boxed yeah. in. You're yeah. unlimited, which Thank is you. really who, how your talent is. Aww. Unlimited. Thank you. Yeah, well, that's what a real artist is, right? Like you have all this creativity and then you get to channel it yeah. where you want, when you want mm-hmm. in yeah. a perfect world. <laughs> and I think it also leaves room for whatever space I'm in or whatever space an artist mm-hmm. is in at that time. Like your mm-hmm. artistry doesn't have to look the way it looked last emotion, you know, yeah. like whether it's sadness or joy or turning 30 or whatever it may be. So what are you working on right now? Um, that you want to share. There may be things you're working on you don't want to share. What um, do you want to share? I, well, okay. So Dime, my creative partner. Who we love. Who's like my best friend. So we just get to play. We created a production company to play in. Yeah, um, so we, we are- We know all about that. Creating yeah. things to play together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then we have, you know, like the company to do it and the way to get paid and be smart about it. Um, but we are- currently in creative process and we're fleshing out a really exciting idea. Yeah. Right now. So, I mean, I'll just, I'll say, yeah, I'll say that. That's fine. That's fine. You know, it's, there's something about having those creative ideas concealed. Yeah. And uh, so you can really flesh them out. Yeah. Letting them incubate in a safety energetic container. Yeah. Planting them and then putting the soil on top and allowing it to do the thing that it needs to do in the dark. Yeah. 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 Take root. And we met in your artistry. Yeah. So for those that don't know, uh, Elle was the star of Bad Hair. And who was the cast on that? There was an incredible oh cast. Well, I mean, of course, there's James Vanderbeek. <laughs> of course. <laughs> which is how we, we met. Um, there's Vanessa Williams, Laverne Cox, Lena Waithe, Kelly Rowland, um, Usher, um, so many more that it's, it's crazy. A, yeah, and it's, it's a Justin, Justin Simeon film. Yeah, he wrote and directed it and produced it. And it was, in, it, it's like an incredible film. And I, I was just okay. saying, we need to have like a second wind with this film. Yeah. If somebody hasn't seen it, it is maybe the only horror film I would watch again and again and again and again. It's genius. It's so well done. You are phenomenal, standing ovation worthy. I mean, just incredible. Anyway, so Elle and I met in Sundance Mm. where this film premiered. And then we looked at each other and we're like, yeah, Yeah. we're sisters (laughs) actually. And we just kept it. And yeah, watching you two together. I mean, I met you at Kim's house. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a real like coming reconnection. Mm -hmm. Like the two of you saw each other and went, yeah. Yeah. It it was like, I see you. I know you. Yeah. Yeah. And then we haven't broken that since. I haven't had quite an experience like that before. I think we ended up in the kids' teepee laughing and snuggling together like the entire night playing catch up on all these lifetimes that we've had yeah. together, which was next next level for yeah. me. And then fast forward, now you're Gwendolyn's godmom. I yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. And you 
flew here for her birthday. I know. She's a very demanding godchild. Yeah. I mean, she, she, there was a time she told me on the phone when we were talking like month, like last year yeah. that I have to come for her birthday. And I was like, okay. And then I saw you guys in February, I think. Yeah. And she was like, you have to come for my birthday. And I saw the truth in her eyes and she mm. was not playing. So <laughs> I came for her birthday. You showed up for her. <laughs> and also she talks about you almost every day. So I don't Aww. send you every single photo, but every time she'll like often ask to have a photo taken and she'll say, say send that to Elle. And I know that oh. we have lots of videos where she thought we were taking a photo where she says in the video, send this to Elle. And it's just like all the time, send this to Elle, send this to Elle, call Elle. At some point I had to say like, Elle is a busy woman. We can't call L all You know day. how daddy's on set? L's on set. She can't mm. take your call, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But it's sweet. Yeah. It means so much. Even yeah. when I met Abigail the other day or yeah. yesterday, she was like, it's like, I know you. Gwen talks about you all the time. Yeah. I love that kid. Yeah. I feel like we have a kindred spirit. I don't know if you not, you guys know it or you see it. But I totally we see it. You guys are both confident in those bodies of yours. Mm, yes, you. yes, yes. You, you have that in common. Lots of artistry yeah. for you both. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Lots of personalities being expressed in different ways. Well, yeah. one, but expressing in different ways. We're like a prism. Yeah. 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 And you can command a stage. I'll and- take it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so about your artistry. Okay. Was there an age or a moment where you're like, this is what I want to do with my life? Yeah. Okay. So I was a gymnast growing up and I was like, I'm going to the Olympics. I'm kind of an all in person. Oh, really? yeah. I didn't know this about you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I was like, I did gymnastics in school, but then I did private gymnastics too. So I would go to school all day, catch the bus to my private gym wow. and eat there and then go to practice and get picked up at night, <clears throat> like at nine o'clock do homework if I could and then go to school the next day. Wow. So I, um, when I was in the eighth grade, I was getting ready to go to high school and my aunt, my Amy, I'm going to say Amy cause that's what I call her. Um, my Amy had been a ballerina growing up and she went to a performing arts high school. The only one in Houston, it's really prestigious and really special. Um, it's completely magnet. And so she was like, you know, you should try out for PVA. Do you want to do dance? Cause I had danced a bit with gymnastics and I was like, no, I want to do theater. And then a friend, I said that and a friend was like, there's, you have a 99% of chance of not getting in doing theater and a 99% chance of getting in doing dance. And that was like, wow. it ignited oh, me. And I was like, like, oh, okay. Com- because of the competition or because? I think I just like something <clears throat> in me wanted, when I was really little, I would say I would be an actor, dancer, lawyer, singer. I think those were the four. And so it just, the question, yeah. the permission or the, the space to let me choose just, mm. I was like, oh, maybe I'll try this. And I think the mere fact that she thought she saw me completely mm. and like, wow. I don't know myself mm. just made me like want to show her, but also want to show myself. Yeah. So I went to the library. I got monologues. My Annie took me to the library. I got monologues. I studied and then I auditioned and I got in and like within that first semester, I was like, oh, yeah, this is what's happening. I'm moving to LA and I'm going to become a film actress. Wow. At 14. What? At 14. At 14. Wow. Yeah. So wow. at what point did you move to LA? Um, 
Well, I moved to Orange County at 18 for school, but it was really, I was moving to LA because I didn't get enough scholarship money to go to UCLA. I had gotten in, but I would have had to have so many loans. Mm. So um, Orange County was very close and I met the president and I auditioned and had a wonderful relationship with the president and the heads of the theater department. And I was like, you mm. know, this works. Wow. I'll be so close. And a month before I graduated, I got an apartment in LA. Because <laughs> I was like, I don't want all the apartments to be gone. I'm going to be an actress. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. And have you been there ever since? Yeah. yeah. Wow. wow. I would tell you how long, but I want I don't want these people to be knowing my age. It's a mystery. <laughs> she can play like two different decades. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do like my age. I'm very grateful to be continuously growing up, but yeah. it's kind of fun to be, to have some mystery. Yeah. 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 We, we do mystery well on this show. Oh, good. <laughs> okay. And it's kind of sexy to have mystery. Yeah. 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 That's true. So, but you're most recently in um, Canada? Yeah. Okay. So I- So how did you get there? Okay. So um, I actually, it's really cool. Um, at the end of last year, I booked this show called Genius and it's in its fourth season. Every season is a different cast with a surrounding a different person in history. So Einstein, um, I think Picasso, Aretha Franklin, and this year's MLK and Malcolm X. What network is it on? Can they, or how can they find it? It is on, I think, Nat Geo. It's a Disney owned show. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And it's a really cool, prestigious show with incredible artists doing it and incredible people behind it. So I went to Atlanta starting in November and was staying in Atlanta and then, um, was pretty much like doing that from November to March. And then in January or February, I found out I'd booked another show and that was shooting in Canada. So at the end of February, I flew to Canada and was kind of going back and forth for a second. Wow. And then spent, when I wrapped in March in Atlanta, I was in Canada through the beginning of May. So I've been gone. So you just got back. Yeah. How yeah. does that feel to be home? Um, I, I feel like I need something to do. Ah. <laughs> I want to I be busy. And I am yeah. because Diamond and I are creating. <clears throat> um, but LA is a different vibe than I've been in for the last few months. So yeah. I'm having to slow down a little bit and remind myself to walk and don't drive everywhere. Mm. There mm. is some magic in slowing down for you though. Yeah. I don't know how much we want to go into that, but you're a very deep listener and very deep um, listener within your own self. And you're pulling some serious wisdom out from inside of you to the surface that Thank has you. been slowly revealing itself. Yeah. Do you want to share anything about it? Or? Um. Well, I'll say I've been getting in touch with my deeper self for a few years now, and I've been afraid of it for a few years too. And I've just created more space, more room and more relationships that have allowed me to be honest with the wisdom coming in, with the gifts I see within myself, and also with the responsibility and the calling. Like to be great is scary. And I'm not saying I'm... I mean, we are all great. So I am great. We all are. But to be like, to, to stand up and like walk in power can be frightening. Yeah. So in truth, I honestly believe being away from home for all of these months has allowed me to be really still within myself because I don't have my friends. I didn't have mm. all of my things. And I spent a lot of time reading and like meditating and going on long, long walks. So 
yeah, I've slowed down and I've started to listen and I've started to um, honor myself and make a lot of space within my body and my mind and my soul. Yeah. And there's a lot of um, womb work that has started to come up. It's been, st- it started, I think like maybe a year and a half ago. Mm. In, my, in my class? No, done, we started oh, yeah. womb work, like maybe two years ago. I mm. think you and I started on some of that. Oh, okay. And then, yeah. Like, just it was going during, into it was that pandemic time. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, when you um, had the space. Yes, yes. When <laughs> yes. I was still. When uh, you were still. Okay. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and then about a year and a half ago, you and I had a moment on some womb work, and I started to. I thought about like how disconnected I was, and I started building an altar in my womb just to like mm. be present there. And then in the last few months it's turned into more and I think I have some things to share. I think I need to put them together though, but I've begun to realize that that's such a powerful energetic space for women and maybe even where our center of gravity lies. And so I have to back up okay. and ask you, what does an altar in your <sighs> womb look like? Like okay. how would you describe to somebody the creation of that? Or if they wanted to emulate it for themselves, Yeah. What was your process that that you did that created that that loving space of adoration for yourself? Yeah, um, great question. Um, part of it was happening to me, and then I showed up for it. So I'll start there. Not like I created something, mm-hmm. um, and I think there's still a lot for me to learn. But that started with a feeling. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so I was like in deep feeling. meditation, okay. knowing that I wanted to connect with myself in this deep level of creation. And for many years, my whole entire life, I've said I don't want kids. And um, so I started to realize that my language about not wanting children was also cutting off this creative space. And I'm a creator. Wow. So that's a weird disconnect. Um so I went in, I like really meditated. I put all my focus in my womb area. Mm-hmm. And then I slowly started to imagine the things that I love and I started to bring them into the space. So I set up a beautiful table. I imagined candles, my favorite candles, the scents, and even like spiritual candles. And I brought in stones and I brought in like my favorite blanket. And I just sat mm. in the space metaphorically in deep meditation and like felt peace around there. And it just started to create a relationship with my womb and my ultimately my, like where my soul generates. So your power, your power center. I mean, that's, you know, as women, it doesn't get any more powerful than to be able to create from the womb. Right. Cause we are creators. We Mm -hmm. give life. Yeah. So to be able to disconnect yourself from that part of yourself, but more importantly, to have the awareness you've been doing that. Yeah. That's like, wow. It's so beautiful. It reminds me of Michael Singer's book, The Surrender Experiment, and he goes into his mind. I introduced you to that. You did. I know. (laughs) Thank you. That's right. You did. Mm -hmm. And he goes into his mind, right? And he creates a room and then he starts dusting it. Like he goes into his mind and he starts cleaning the room, like cleaning it. And Yes, it's metaphorical and it's like sitting with your mind and mm. it does something. It does yeah. something to connect the mer- neurons differently. And, uh, and yeah, and then sometimes he would put himself in his meditation room in his mind. He would put his body in there. And wow. the way that people work with themselves in these spaces is incredible. So to create that altar in your womb, I would imagine that we could do it in our heart center. Mm -hmm. It's like we can really 
take this deep care of ourselves in a meditative mm-hmm. space in our dreamland. If yeah. somebody's a um, a dreamer, they know they're dreaming in their dream, a lucid dreamer. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I want to do that. Yeah, so powerful. Also, I just want to um, point out one thing because I read something <clears throat> about two years ago that talked about, it said something like, you spend the most time in your mind, so make sure it's a place that you love. Mm. And that struck me and I started to... I've started building a garden in my mind and now I'm seeing how those two things connect. So, um, mm. but I started building, like I wanna make sure that my mind is a pleasant place for me to hang out because you know, we really do. Like we're with our minds and ourselves more than anybody or anything else. Do, do you like your thoughts? Do you, yeah. do you like what's happening? That, that's so interesting. I had the most interesting conversation with a client this morning um, before I came here who um, had basically a, um, he was diagnosed, all of a sudden his personality changed and he was diagnosed with a psychosis, right? And, but there was no, like there wasn't any um, outward event that happened, right? Mm. All of a sudden he just, like that just changed. And so um, he was, he's stabilized on medicine, you know, Um, went to the doctor and everything, but he's not activating himself. You know, some medications, they're great. they, They calm your mind. But then the body's left very lethargic and that sort of thing. So what was what was fascinating about it is that he was creating. So his his brother had um, his brother had some money, a lot of money stolen from him, and um, and they didn't know if it was somebody close to him or that sort of thing. So this other so this you know so this brother started being enraged about what happened to his brother, Mm. started moving into, I need to protect him. And with that rage, you open yourself up, right, to darkness. Darkness can use you as as well as light. You you can defend yourself in light or you can use darkness to pummel somebody. Mm -hmm. So he was really playing with a lot of darkness in an effort to protect the brother, but not recognizing he was using darkness to protect the brother instead of creating with light. Wow. Mm. So it was so fascinating. He got the whole thing. He's like, I brought this on myself. Oh. I mean, he really was able to see the disconnect of how he was creating and allowing negative thoughts, negative ideas, negative energy to bring him down. And literally the the biggest thing I said, and I felt this pain in his back, this immediate pain in his back. He's like, yeah, that started about the same time this started. So it was this whole like blocking of darkness of energy inside of himself because he started creating with darkness. So it's so for you to create a garden Mm -hmm. in your mind is like such a beautiful reminder that we can invite in darkness or we can invite in light. Mm. And and if you're playing in the dark, you know, there's repercussions with playing in the dark. Yeah, Yeah. it can feel powerful. Yeah. Because you can, you know, hit like energy with like energy, but that maybe that's not the healthiest way. Yeah. So anyway, helping him recognize that he brought this on himself through the creation of his thoughts and be aware of your own thoughts and do, you know, the old saying is where your attention goes, energy flows. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you want to put your attention on the light and flow in the light and trust that everybody around you is being protected and cared for. And, and yeah, there's some physical things you have to do to protect yourself, right? In terms of like, you know, you don't, you know, you don't drive into a neighborhood you don't know and leave your car unlocked and the keys there. And you, yeah. you know, you don't, you know, those obvious things that you don't do um, for self-protection, but just to have the awareness that we have more control than we think we do yeah. and that we're, that we are always creating as opposed to giving your power away. And I, and I said to him, listen, you know, me telling you this this is an inside job 
right? I don't want you to, the same way you needed the doctor to stabilize you, I don't want you to use my words to stabilize you. Mm. I want you to stabilize yourself with your thoughts. And, and I gave him a meditation of just being able to, to bring that golden light you know, from inside of him down to the earth and up and down through the body. And kind of like the avatar, when you go down underneath, then you connect with the root system yeah. of the trees yeah. to ground him. So I could literally mm. see this connection underneath him rooting all these trees and grounding his mental stability. And I said, you know, the, the idea then is, is for you not to get, not to rush to get off medicine, but to perform, <clears throat> right? So mm. now you're tending your garden and now you've got, look at what you've done in the last year and a half. Since you've been doing this, you've yeah. just talked about two jobs. Yeah. <laughs> and then you start to see what you're manifesting with these thoughts. Yeah. And that to me is like the most fascinating thing to see. If you want to know how you're doing in life, look at what you're manifesting. Yeah. What's in front of you. Yeah. And if it's shit, check your brain. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. you're feeding yourself something that's not healthy thought-wise. Yeah. yeah. It, it is, it's such a fascinating study and science. And there's so many good people out there who, you know, who talk about the science end of it and things like that. Bruce Lipton and... And yeah. uh, who's the guy that everybody goes to now? Um, the meditation. Joe um, Dispenza. Joe Dispenza. Yeah. yeah. That, yeah. Guy. That, that guy. That guy. <laughs> that guy. That alien guy. It's the so cool how you get to see, <laughs> you get to work with people and see transformations on numerous levels, on spiritual yeah. levels, on physical levels, on yeah. mental levels. Such a cool gift well, in line of work. To, Thank you. As is yours, the Thank creative, yeah. right? And Kim's got so much of that too. I know. I know. Well, I know. She just needs a stage. The, cre like, <laughs> <laughs> the creative womb. And I, I, I'm, my mind is getting flipped a little upside down right now with this whole thing. Just remember like what you've been doing with your womb and that womb mm -hmm. communication and then remembering about uh, the Surrender Experiment book. Because somebody was recently telling me about how they envision flowers blooming like they have mm. they start in their heart chakra and they go to their brain and they bloom and I, and i'm sitting here like well let's bring that all the way down into yeah. the womb yeah. plant the seeds in the womb and allow them to grow up and and get fed by all the chakra systems and then bloom all around mm -hmm. into the mind yeah. and, and then have the roots in the actual oh, root in the chakra. Actual roots. So in part of what I was chakra, talking yeah. to you about yesterday yeah. is I started with the altar and it's progressed into a deeper level or another a different level. Yeah. And it's definitely going into this cave that we can create that is our own sacred space, not just an altar, but an entire ecosystem yeah. that houses our divinity and our safety and so much yeah. wisdom. And it's a place to gain wisdom, but also a place to just be at peace and not need anything. And um, in that space, I started to go and literally plant and allow it to be planted in the darkness under the moonlight. Mm. And in your womb, in my womb, and it actually connects it connects down into the soil and the earth and then goes up. So that's, a, so yeah, that's all of that. That's, I, I would love to be able to receive all the information that's meant for me to receive and then eventually share it. Yeah. The, 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 yes. It's a, <laughs> maybe a little bit premature to talk about all of the wisdom you've been receiving from the womb, but needless to say, taking some time to sit with your own unique energetic Do, do you feel systems. how hot it got yeah, here? Yeah, like hot. as soon as you started talking about the creation and the planting and the earth, I just started sweating. Ah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, 
energetically so powerful. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's for me, intuition, the very first step you create is you go down to the earth and you create a safe space Mm, and you anchor in the safe space. And then from there you can do all creation. Yeah. Right. So it's like you're, you're working specifically with the creative part of of the, of the energetic system inside of yourself, inside of the womb. True artistry. And whew. Yeah. And I'll give one more thing with that. I'll do one more thing with that. I was um, actually was telling Kimberly yesterday, I was in the park on this random Sunday and I decided to go do some real womb work. And I just like, I was going to do like, you know, a cute 10, 15 minutes and it turned into three hours because I was deep in it. But I was, what I can tell you now is that later I realized it was Mother's Day. I didn't oh, know before. Wow. And then, but also I was sitting on the ground, like sitting flat on the ground. Mm-hmm. So we can root through our feet and we can root by being directly connected within mm-hmm. this energetic field yes. that we have. Naturally. Straight out the back, yeah. lean against a tree and straight out the anus and straight out the back. Yeah, all that. down. Yeah, all of it. And that's what it's a powerful. lot of people report when they go into deep meditation that time sort of dissipates. And when they come to, they're like, well, I've been gone for hours. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was like, I wonder how many people were looking at me in the park like... <laughs> What is she doing? Who cares? Yeah. Wow. Hopefully you're gonna just radiating all that stuff for all them to like thrive in, you know? All the positivity. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the fact that it's Mother's Day, right? Yeah. No accident. <laughs> I can't believe we've been talking about all this womb stuff. And I was like, I'm not ready to share, but it's come out so easily. <laughs> well, you know what? There's so much more to share. This is just yeah. your foundational things. <laughs> yeah, I saw a cutest little picture. I was with this family and they had their little twins and they had the little shirts, womb mates. Really? Oh, that's oh, cute. So sweet. I was like, oh, that's adorable. Just talking about babies and wombs. Yeah. yeah. What I want to share too is for the men, this is a very interesting thing because I was doing a meditation for somebody and one of the biggest things for him was actually to keep his womb area warm. It's like, I believe that men also have like an inner, this is going to sound crazy, but I do believe they have like an energetic womb womb space, their space of creation. And it was very interesting. It's just like their own unique energetic center. And it was described to me as the womb space. Maybe there's another name for it, but it was, it was interesting. Have you gotten that? I cannot make the leap. I can't. I can't because it's feminine for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very energetic uh, crossing of lines for me because yeah. it's about energy. It has nothing to do with gender. It has, yeah. it's, there's a, we all have energetic feminine and masculine yeah. aspects to us. And his masculine side would not have a womb. Mm-hmm. His feminine side would have a womb. Yeah. So that's so, what I, that's so what I saw. So if it's the feminine side of, of inside of him that would have a womb, that I can understand because you have the feminine and the masculine, yeah. but to cross them in, in, so when the way you were describing, I couldn't energetically get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Say, so not a physical womb. Yeah. Yeah. The feminine, it wasn't, his, his it feminine wasn't, side. It wasn't energetic womb that I saw that needed to be explored in a new way, like, and to mm-hmm. be kept warm was interesting. I just saw like a, a heat pack on this area and mm-hmm. it was being described as womb energy. Well, you know, I, like, you know, for a lot of men, it's not safe to show the feminine side, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So that it's, it's, you know, if going back five years, 10 years, however far, it's, it's, you know, you're not man enough if, you know, if, if you're too creative or too whatever, 
And now we've, you know, slung the pendulum the exact opposite. Now, if you're too masculine, look out, you're in trouble, right? It's like these poor guys can't catch a break. But yeah. it's like having the a capacity just to have the freedom to explore your nature, yeah, yourself Ooh, I like that. in whatever form you want to show up. And, you know, I, I'll never forget this because it was for me, it was... Um, my son Renzo went to a Montessori school. Maybe I've told the story before. I'm not sure, but he went in and the teacher told me what happened. And, and he went into, they have, um, recess and they have all the clothes there. And he was, I don't know, four, five years old, whatever. And he threw on the wedding dress and ran on the playground in the bride's dress. Right. Uh So it was like, Whoa, that's so cool. He can like express that side of himself. And so it gave all the other boys permission to change into different clothing to feel an expression of something different inside of themselves. And there was nobody was ever made wrong or chastised for it. And so I think sometimes with a situation like with the man you're describing, I think you were probably very accurate in that he never, there wasn't a safety built inside of himself to be able to express or it was shut down. Yeah, you know, by somebody around him, or just by the narrative, de- depending, right? But yeah. to be able to sit and go, it's okay to to nurture, you know, that softness inside of me, that creative side in me. Yeah, I think it's really important that it, that he well, know, explore that. And when we say feminine and masculine, it doesn't mean like male and female, no. but mm-hmm. there are different energetics, and we all have feminine and masculine. And um, some people would describe it the right brain mm-hmm. and the left brain. Yeah. And one is very systematic and pragmatic and analytical. Left brain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's really important. Yep. And then the other side is intuitive and creative and yeah. it's just a different um, sort of operative system. Yeah. And yeah. So when we go into the, like the energetic body, it doesn't mean you have like an actual yeah. womb, but it, it just felt representative of that creative flourishing and it goes by the root chakra system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And which is the, yeah, which is the, the security. So oh, interesting. Yeah. So it yeah. creates the root is the security. It creates family security. It creates your security. Yeah. So that root chakra really is creating your own identity. Yeah. And safety in that identity. That's why, you know, makes so where, much sense. where your genitals are, you know, that's the root, right? Yeah. Which is the second chakra system is more the creative, <clears throat> right? That's your sexual um, chakra. It's also creative chakra. So that's the second chakra. Mm. So the womb is, you know, so you've got both of those first and second chakras that you've been working with, which you're also talking about supporting Let's keep going up because yeah. my mom just asked me a question oh. about the chakra system okay. recently. So then the, so, thir- the third yeah. one, so you've got the first one that I just described. It's usually in red. Red's yeah. the color. The second one is orange. Right, and which is the creative sexual, <laughs> the, the womb <laughs> chakra. Oh my god, that's She's crazy! <laughs> <laughs> it's flowing out of me, right? <laughs> and you, and it's so interesting because you do notice that you're attracted to a certain color that that vibration frequency chakra may be needing to activate. Interesting. I bought it an orange um, swimsuit two days ago, and I was looking for a red one, and I was like, "What are these colors?" Oh, interesting. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Keep going. No, that's okay. And then the Ooh. third is your personal power, right? The, and this is your, um, well, personal power chakra. It's the third chakra. It's yellow, right? Okay. So that's the where all, that's the solar plexus. That's where all the power comes from. So if you find yourself cramping, if you like, there's something that you're not able to identify or stand up strong inside of yourself, 
right? And then you move up to the fourth chakra, which is the heart chakra, which is green in color. And so everything that you, you know, when you, you know, it's really interesting. I learned in, since I've become a breathwork practitioner now, something I, anyway, didn't know I needed. <laughs> so, um, but when you breathe, mm. and it's a very simple breath, but your hands, if, when you're breathing, if you breathe for like 15, 20 minutes or whatever in a breathwork session, if you sometimes your hands can get into this like thing like this, like really tight, mm. and it's not comfortable. It's like, mm. and you can't move them. It's called tetany, and it's a thing. And it basically means you have heart. You have a closed heart. You have fear around your heart chakra. <sighs> it was fascinating to me that my hands went like that. I went, what? So her hands, all of the tips of her fingers There's are coming together, together and, and being clenched. And it's called tetany. 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 And it's actually a, a sign that there's a constriction around your heart energy, around your heart chakra. It's not open. Wow. There's some sort of fear or trauma happening. And so what happens with the breath work is if you do it regularly, it will release and open these chakras and just let spirit move you. And and it's, it's a wild process. And it actually brings up memories, stored memories, and it clears your energy. And so anyway, so I've been using that to clear my heart chakra. And then the throat chakra is blue. And a lot of times people who are coughing or who, who have a lot of laryngitis, <laughs> there's something that needs to be said that they're afraid to say. Or So you can make all these kind of different meanings from the closeness of it, right? Or you as a singer have a yeah. really defined, um, you know, fifth, fifth chakra there with the, the throat chakra. And then you have the third eye, right? Which is the sixth, which mm -hmm. is all the intuition and all of that. And then you have the crown chakra, which is uh, purple. And then in, in Kundalini yoga, they actually talk about an eighth chakra, which is the white chakra, which is just your spirit above, hovering okay. above, which is all white. And like, I'm getting caught here on my, <laughs> that's so funny, <laughs> on my cord. And then there's actually many, many, many more chakras in your hands and all over your body, but they're not as significant. But that's why sometimes you can walk into a room and all of a sudden you vibrate or you feel like, wow, what's going on here? Yeah. That's your, your chakras are awakening. Right. So it's um, you can you can tell when something's needed because a certain color all of a sudden you're drawn to a certain color all the time. Right. So it's like, oh, my red chakra is wanting some support. Right. Wow. That that root chakra. It's an interesting correlation as another way to just see what's going on for yourself and recognizing what you're pulling and why you're pulling it. And, you know, we can make meaning out of anything. I have a question. <laughs> so <laughs> like, know, so who I knows? hearing you say that I also assume, or I just had a thought yeah. that like, maybe if I'm wanting to open up my heart chakra, I start to wear green. It's like yeah. a, okay. Meditate on green, start to, start to, yeah, focus bring it on into it. Your physical bring bring your hands there, okay. right? Read things that open your heart, listen to music, read poetry, things that make you like, give you life. Move into gratitude is the biggest heart opener. Yeah. Moving to gratitude definitely. helps you to open your heart. Yeah. Can I ask you two a question, even though this yes, is not yes. my podcast? Yeah. <laughs> um, what are you two giving yourself permission mm. for permission to do right now in your lives? Mm. Mine is all about my throat chakra. Okay. Right now. And as anybody can see, like the last four podcasts, I've been coughing a lot. Mm. So for me, it's about um, putting a container for my voice. And when I say container, if you don't have a container, you can just word vomit and also not speak up. So you experience the bandwidth. It's like talking all the time or not speaking up at all. But when you give it a container, it's like a beautifully held 
you know, flow. And so it's like for me giving it the right container and being very conscious, uh, you know, do, does my heart, does my body, does it want to speak? Does it need to Mm -hmm. speak? Is there Mm -hmm. something to say? Is there not something to say? And it, it's been connecting to my listening. So my, my, like just hearing different vibrant voices and frequencies and, uh, yeah, it's come more with a depth of listening. So the throat chakra is certainly harmonized with, with listening. Mm -hmm. Mm. So for me, that's, that's where I'm at. That's my thing right now. That's cool. That's very cool. I've noticed that by the way. Yeah. Yes. I told you that the other day I went, I was, Kim asked me a question and it took me a while. I kind of went in and I, and came out and I was like, Oh my God, she's still looking at me. (laughs) Like she was so present. She was still waiting. I'm like, Oh my God, you're still here. Because it like took me so long to kind of access what she was asking me. So I want to acknowledge you for your listening skills. Well, I want to hear everything you have to say. So, oh, that's such a <laughs> sweet break so moment. <laughs> Especially when it's such a beautiful process that you're moving through. Like that's yeah. what you want to do with yeah, your friends. With your friends, yeah. Oh, yeah. you guys are just Elle's so too cute. cute. I wanted to take <laughs> a picture, picture of that. Elle, you have a red phone. Just oh, saying. Wow. <laughs> Literally, the thing you hold all day long is red. <laughs> and I got a new phone a few months ago, and I was like, I don't want the big iPhone anymore. I want the small one. And then I was like, why not get red? I have had black phones forever. Oh, Guys. Okay. Wow, that's right, girlfriend. Funny. It's oh, happening. Wow. Good, good catch. How okay, about Peggy? you? Okay. So it's really interesting because um, this happened when Bobby and I were in a meditation and, and um, he said, okay, so what is your word for the year? And before I could even think, what fell out of my mouth was luxury. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and I went, okay. So giving myself permission to have luxury, luxury for me is luxury of time. Mm. It's luxury. It's not only luxury of material things, but you know, for, you know, nobody that doesn't know this story, I kind of, during the pandemic, gave away all my possessions, pretty much all of them, which was a lot (laughs) just to let go of. And I come and I came and I lived in my mom's house first. And then when Kim got this ranch, I came and moved into the ranch into a little cabin about the size of this bathroom (laughs) with my husband with very few belongings, but there were, there were six of those. (laughs) So it wasn't like I just had one room. I had like four rooms, but each one was like a hotel room where you come in and out. And it was a really beautiful letting go. So when this, so that was two years ago. And so it was two years of kind of living like that and lots of travel and movement. And then, so when this word luxury came up, Right after that, um, just before that, we got this beautiful house. Gorgeous. And, and and I just bought myself a new luxury car, yeah. which is something I've like never allowed myself to have. Uh-huh. But I've also given myself luxury of time with friends. I've created vacations, luxurious vacations. And what's interesting, it's not always about the money. Like it's like, oh, how do you how do you manifest these things? Well, the one was just I've been saying yes to people that I know, and they're like. I'm going to St. Thomas next week for a week, right? With friends, they have a beautiful place. And so I'm going to go stay a week with them. I had other friends that, um, you know, we, Bobby and I have been members of a cruise club. So we have a luxurious cruise for 10 days in Europe with friends. That's all expenses paid because of something we did like four or five years ago. So it's like, it's, it's when you start to say yes, and you start to not worry about how you're 
Like, how the hell am I going to afford luxury? Mm. Like, if my mind went there, it would shut everything down. Instead, it's like, oh, wow, I'm curious how I'm going to experience this. And consequently, I've had the best relationships. I'm a little tired because I say yes to everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, but I've given myself permission to actually experience luxury. And when I was growing up as a kid, you know, in the 60s, you know, I my, my family, they were very heart-centered, God-centered, faith-filled, simple, like simple salt of the earth, right? And so you wouldn't talk about money. You mm. wouldn't talk about other people's money. Mm -hmm. And so money was a little bit like an, a topic you didn't discuss. And it was not polite to ask how much money you were making or how much money you made or anything. So there was no connecting the dots to an energy field of money. You either had it or you didn't. And so it, it was an interesting unlearning or discovering about our connection or my, I'll speak for myself, my personal relationship with money. And the best book I ever read on this topic was called The Money, Your Money or Your Life. Mm. And by mm. Joe Dominguez, and there's a second person, I'm sorry, I can't remember the second author's name. And it was written maybe 20 or 30 years ago. And you basically, you, you understand money as a life force uh, that you're trading your life force energy for money. Mm -hmm. And so is it something you enjoy? Is it something you love? And when you go back and you look, and the, the, the idea in the book would have you stop and look and see how much money you've made, where you spent it, how much you have now, was it worth it? How, how you're expending your life force energy in wow. being able to receive. And mm. it was the first book on consciousness on money that I read that made sense. And I actually, the first time I was, I never had, well, let me back up. When I first um, was 18 years old and I moved and left from Iowa to Florida, I had actually was able to save money in living by myself. And um, and then I met Bobby, who's just a big generator creator. And it's just like, he just flows through money, right? It's like, he always makes it, he always spends it. And I'm like, whoa, this is different than how I'm used to living. And so we, we've come now into a deeper groundedness with being able to manage the energy of money. Yeah. And it's a fascinating you know, realization of your ability to manifest and the meaning that you make around it, right? Mm. And so it's a lot of our meaning-making progress, yeah. you know, that we have those thoughts that we create about, oh, I spent X amount of dollars on that, and what meaning do I attach that I did that? Yeah. So recognizing when you're creating, like, that's a bad thing, or like, no, it's it feels right in my body. And so just connecting the dots. And so luxury for me is being able to have luxury in a lot of different ways, just not material things. And luxury of being able to slow down and, and see my participation in how I'm connecting or creating my life and taking responsibility for it. When I get run down and I'm too tired, I'm like, well, who do I have to blame but myself? Mm. You mm. know? Oh, I'm sure. I'm, <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm the one who, you know, <laughs> ultimately, right? As as um, you know, we we don't work for anybody but ourselves. It's true. So, yeah, so it's a it's a whole process for me of um, you know, is the cup half empty, cup half full? And how am I generating that? Am I bitching about how busy my life is or am I loving it, you know? And you know, and Bobby brought up a point the other day. He's like Listen, you got to stop telling me like that you're too busy or you're overtired because I want to do something about it. So mm. this is a you problem. Oh. So you fix it or I'm going to fix it. Oh. <laughs> so I was like, and he has access to everything. So I know what that means. <laughs> it means he's going to go in and like, whatever, who knows. But yeah, so it, it is a oh, recognition whoa. of, yeah, right. Of how I'm creating <laughs> my experience of life. 
I, you don't even know how proud I am hearing you say that. (laughs) I am so proud of you. Sweating over here. I just told a lot about myself. (laughs) I'm so proud of you, especially luxury of time and time with friends. I am so proud of you. I know, right? <sighs> I actually went to the spa with her last week. What? Yeah, yeah. no. And we, we had, had a, spa a little day. slumber party before that. Wow. I, yeah. Right? I'm actually like, this is no bullshit. I'm actually like- People I, would think that I'm the busy one in this friendship with six kids. I am busy. Yeah. <laughs> and Peggy was like the yeah. most time yeah. consumed person I know. Yeah. Yeah. All doing- Epically beautiful things in the world, and but you really did say yes to I did. I did. I I just created. See, while my chakras are closing (laughs) up, going, am I really saying this? Yeah, but it is. It feels oddly uh, abnormal Mm -hmm. because for those of you who you know know my mother, she's ninety years old and she willingly works. Yeah, I'm not not volunteering. She gets a paycheck, and she works. And last week she worked 40 hours at the hospital in the cafeteria and it keeps her brain and keeps her connections. And she volunteers. And she, oh, she volunteers and she sews, you know, mats for the homeless. Mm -hmm. And anyway, she just, she does a lot. Colette. (laughs) Yeah, my mom, Colette. So I am her, you know, I'm my mother's daughter, busy, busy, busy. But it, you know, my mom, this is the other thing. I took her on vacation. You did? Last month with my cousin Julie and her mom, my mom's sister, Marcy. And I said, you know, if not now, when? Mm -hmm. And I said to my mom, mom's like, I'm going to be gone for three weeks. I said, I know, isn't that great? (laughs) And she stopped and she went, that means I have to ask off work for three weeks. I said, (laughs) mom, they'll find somebody. It'll be okay. And when she took the time off, she said to me, she really thanked me and she got it. And I said, you know, I said, it's not just for you. It's for me. I get, oh, I'm going to cry. Me too. You know, I get I to am. spend time with you. You know, we don't have a lot of years left, you know, in the physical, right? And so I like, I get to spend time with you. So I was taking that to heart. Like, I love you and we never spend time together. So I'm like, Kim, we're going to the spa. Yeah. It's a Mother's Day treat that I'm treating myself mm. and I want you to come. And, and so we did. But we're like, we need to do this once a month. So it's just, yeah. And also how quickly did you just deflect from the beauty of your mom's story to keep yourself uh, from bawling completely? I know. Because that is just so epically gorgeous. You know, and (laughs) the the final piece of that is my brother (sighs) called me up and said, what did you do to mom? I'm like, what are you talking about? He said, she came back and she said, announced, I'm only going to work two days a week this summer. (gasps) What? Yes. I know. Well, except when they need her. Yeah, so she, I think she's recognizing the value of the connection. It's not that she never ever wasn't connected. She right. was always doing it. My mm-hmm. mother is of service. That's where she gets her value, being of service. Mm-hmm. But I think the rest of us are going, wait, we, we want a piece of you, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think she's feeling that, that the longing and the desire that us kids have for her. I'm gonna cry. That's so <laughs> so anyway. sweet. Yeah. And That's, you guys know my mom. She's like she's amazing. She's amazing. Yeah. And she's epic and she's just joy. Yeah. Joy, joy, joy. Never complains. It's like that's who I want to be when I grow up. Oh. You yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. So anyway. I'm glad you're learning the habit now. Well, I've got Bobby to call me out when I'm not. Cool. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. He's a yeah. caller outer. He, he's a caller outer. <laughs> he is. He is. 
He is. He doesn't let you get too far out of bounds. Nope. <laughs> how, how about you, Elle? Yeah, what you? a deep question. I went off on a yeah. little rant there. No, Actually, I'm I so think we glad. all benefited from that. Yeah. Yeah, you're making me cry. Um, <laughs> you know, I didn't think about this but while you guys were talking, and now all of a sudden I'm emotional for just thinking about it. Um, mm. I am giving myself permission to be a more whole person. Mm. So like we mm. talked about earlier, when I was 14, I made this decision. So I've been moving and most of my energy and my thoughts and my dreams have been towards my dreams, mm. like my actions, everything. I'm, I travel a lot. So I'm not saying I don't do anything. I'm a, definitely a world traveler and it's one of my favorite things. And I have wonderful friendships, um, but I haven't always had like a life outside of my career dream. So I have been, I think I'm giving myself permission to fill my cup in, in other areas and be available for other parts of myself, including relationships and love. And that's something very different. I have not been available for that almost ever. Yeah. Look at her face light up. <laughs> I know. I'm looking at some bright we're eyes like, over like, here. Okay. <laughs> is she gonna, how much is she going to share? I'm not sharing anything. <laughs> that happens wow. off yeah. the podcast. I love that for you. Yeah, I, it's we scary. Can, we can see how lit up you are, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 But I'm also realizing, like, in choose, I guess in choosing to announce that to myself and give myself permission, I'm also recognizing how much I haven't Mm. and I'm okay with it because it's all gotten me to where I am and it's helped me become who I am. But yeah, there's some things I need to catch up on and Mm. I'm just going to go for that adventure and hopefully not get hurt on the way. Well, or get hurt. I mean, love hurts. It just does. (sighs) I mean, you can love somebody and they're, they're going to die and it hurts. I mean, that's part of life, part of living, part of loving. So to think you're going to be in love and not get hurt is just like, that's living in fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. And also love is the most beautiful thing in the world. Right. It is. Yeah. And I think I'm going to also love. Yes. And I'm also trying to like go away from it because it makes me nervous. But I think I also want (laughs) to live somewhere else half the year. Oh, and live in LA half the year or just travel back and forth. Oh, There's fine. no way that we're getting you to Texas. No, is there? no, that's no, not happening. No. Damn. She's from Texas. At yeah. Least. She's like, I left here. No, it's yeah. good. It's, it's a great place to visit. Right? Uh, just, you know what? Actually, I don't know about great. Okay, I we're here. I, I don't, I don't want you moving to Texas because I want you on the land when you're here. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's good. I like bringing over coffee, you know? Okay. That's so, great. We have an Ask Peggy segment. You can call Peggy anytime you want and ask Peggy a question. But do you have a question that you would... I will find one. Okay. Um, (laughs) I know what I'm not going to ask Peggy. (laughs) I know what you're not going to ask Peggy. (laughs) Um, What do I want to ask Peggy? It's so funny because... Can I share this about you? Okay. About... So Elle has been in my intuition class for how long? A year and a half. A year and a half. Yeah. yeah. And she is so dialed in. Like she, like what I love about the class is not everybody knows each other. Mm-hmm. And, and then you get to ask questions and answer questions for one another after you've been, you know, through the experience and process and everything. Yeah. And she is mind-blowingly accurate. 
Thank you. Yes, mind-blowingly accurate. Thank you. For sure. Yeah, yeah. and it's so it's it's been such a gift to watch you discover like what? Do you remember when I started what? I was like, Peggy, I mean, I don't think I can do any of this. And then you're like, no, come on, come on. You can't, you can't. Yeah. Elle's a straight up mystic. Oh come my on. God. She has yeah. so many. Aren't we all though? Yes. To some varying degrees we're aware. Yeah. You're, you're coming in some serious awareness, girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah. I can always just give you a message. Oh, you, I would you, like that. I'm saying because you, <laughs> you're always getting your own answers. Yeah. So yeah. let's just go for a message that feels more um, available for you. Okay. So let's see. All right. So it's got to be something that um, censor it, please. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Does not need to be womb, only tell me things related. I want to know <laughs> on a podcast. On a podcast uh, in a bathroom. <laughs> okay. So let's see. Well, they're just showing me it's kind of like the cliff that you go back and forth on. It's like, can I really do that? And they're like, and then you're like, stop and pause. And then you'll dig a little deeper. And so they're really just acknowledging how deep you do go in your own self-discovery and your willingness to um, surrender old ideas, habits, um, things that have been placed on you. Um, and you're not bypassing. They're showing me how if you see something it's like you see something, you say something. Like you're yeah. you're really digging for the treasure and going, "Ooh, that's ugly. I'm going to work with it." Yeah, and just really acknowledging your willingness to to look at your shadow side. Gosh, my whole eyes are like now, like, wow, that's so weird. It's you know how we don't want to see things about ourselves, and all of a sudden my eyes are going like a little, mm -hmm. um, my left eye. So they're just acknowledging your ability to 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 go deep and to do it, but you do it with love. And really wanting to acknowledge how loving you have turned into towards yourself. Mm. And there was a time when you weren't so loving with yourself and really wanting, there's mm. just a lot of praise coming in and acknowledgement for you of loving yourself and loving those shadow sides of yourself and no longer beating yourself up or turning mm. yourself inside or turning your back to it. Like that's not really there, doing yeah. a dance so people don't see it. Yeah. And you're not doing that anymore. And um, Wow. Thank you. So just really want to, they really just want to acknowledge the, the real depth of the work that you've done mm -hmm. and that you're continuing to do and, um, and allowing your presence mm -hmm. to be seen and felt yeah. as authentic. And so there's less, a lot less acting going on, mm -hmm. which is why you're getting more parts mm -hmm. because you're bringing more authenticity to the role and it's seamless. And that's why, you're, you're, that's why your work is rising. So because you're, you're really working with um, the, the authentic self as opposed to the phony side of things, mm -hmm. then, then people can feel that disconnect, mm -hmm. which you erased. Okay. Wow. Thank you. I get that. I can feel that for you. Thank you. And that's really just an acknowledgement of what you already maybe have known about yourself. But Thank yeah. you. But it feels good. And, you know, there's mirror, mirroring happening, I think, constantly. Mm -hmm. So received mm -hmm. yeah. yeah and Thank no you. more second guessing okay <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah they had to get you somewhere you know <laughs> okay I mean, if they gotta tell me something off the podcast i want to hear that too <laughs> um, okay thank you for that that feels really nice yeah oh, you're 
welcome. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming. It was so much fun. Always. Thanks to for see you. Yeah. yeah. We always go deep. Yeah. yeah. I was I was like, what are we going to talk about? I'm nervous. We never know. We uh, never, this so is so pe- good. People should know that we never discuss, rarely. Oh, rarely. We don't know don't what we're going to talk about. We don't know what we're going to talk We just sit down and just start to talk. Yeah. <laughs> we very authentic. Yeah. 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 We were we we knew we were going to discuss rumor having a baby. I think yes. that's the only thing we've known You're so right. far. You're right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And yeah. we, I don't even think, yeah, no. And she, yeah, nobody really knew. Yeah. That's it. Mm. That's it. Yeah. We just come on. We come on. Thank you for inviting me to your bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. love you. You're always invited. This is your bathroom <laughs> while you're in Texas, since you love Texas so much. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm homegrown. It grew me. And then I just packed my shit and left. Yeah. <laughs> here you are. Yeah. yeah. Coming back home in yeah. the end. Yeah. yeah. Love, love you guys. Love, love you, babe.